What's up, guys? Welcome to Cooler Conversations, the podcast culmination of cool stories and the coolest people. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're not so new, welcome back. And if I'm welcoming you back, then be sure to leave a review or hit us up on the social media pages and let me know what you like about the show. Before we jump into this episode, I'd like to take a moment to thank and talk about both of today's local sponsors. I'd like to introduce our first sponsor, Dr. Andy from Cardinal Chiropractic and Sports Recovery. Dr. Andy specializes in helping runners, CrossFitters, and anyone else who loves a fitness lifestyle feel better, move better, and have more energy. He's actually helped a few of my close friends with some of their aches and pains as well, and listeners of this podcast can get 15% off a dry needling package if they mention this podcast by name. So if you want to feel your best, check them out on Instagram at Cardinal Cairo Sports, on Facebook, or their website at www.cardinalchirosports.com. Again, that is a 15% off a dry needling package when you mention this podcast by name. Our second sponsor of the day is Alamance Coffee Works. AKW is all about connecting through coffee, offering coffees from all the major producing regions to making local connections. AKW wants to enjoy coffee with other people. Speaking of those local connections, Alamance Cafe Works has collaborated with local nonprofits to raise funds for the I Will Survive 5K, benefiting cancer survivors and the Alamance Regional Medical Center Charitable Foundation. On a day-to-day basis, their local shop, the Converge Coffee Bar, have meeting rooms that are free to reserve for meetings and work, along with their signature brew, offering gluten-free items, toasts, smoothies, and teas. What makes AKW and Converge unique is that they do three things well. They roast their own coffee, value creativity in creating amazing seasonal offerings while staying true to the coffee and building relationships with people and local businesses. And as an added bonus, listeners of this podcast will receive 25% off their purchase at checkout when they use promo code COOLER, that is C-O-O-L-E-R, on their website, akwcoffee.com. Again, that is 25% off your purchase when you use promo code COOLER, at checkout at akwcoffee.com. So thank you again to both of our sponsors. Links to both of them will be in the description. And without further ado, let's jump into it. Welcome to the Cooler Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Smiley. Today we're talking spices, one of the most influential items of trade in humanity's history. Today's guest is an artist-turned-chef and owner of Home Spice, a Lebanese-inspired spice company based in the Carolinas. This is Elizabeth Lizzie Curry. What's up, Lizzie? Hi, how are you? I'm doing fine. Uh, I know I said before the pod, but thank you again for being on. I know... uh, this stuff can be super nerve-wracking, especially in the age of information, so I'm super grateful to have you on the podcast. I'm happy to be here. So I wanted to kind of get into this because I saw I, – we got we were texting yesterday about uh, this pod and kind of like what to get into. You had a pretty busy day yesterday. I did. I am in Charleston, South Carolina, where I actually started this company pre-COVID, and – I'm back here for the first time in eight months doing some pop-ups and yeah, it's been, it's been busy. It's been a whirlwind. I was going to say it's because uh, I saw it was the, where was it? It was at the Graft wine shop. Yes. I was working there um, before COVID and they actually have been super supportive since I left and 
have my spice on their menu with um, some feta and let me go pop up with an arepas. Okay. Pop up here. Yeah. So it was was cool. That's awesome. I find it super cool when I see uh, people who would just like, because I guess before I even jump into that, um, how long have you been, has Home Spice been open, has been alive? How long has it, uh, its doors been open? So it started as a passion project, like December 2019. I just decided to get a lot of spices and make those atar for everyone in my family for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, we want more. So, you know, ordering in bulk, it just kind of kept increasing and increasing and giving it to friends. So it kind of organically grew into, okay, I need wholesale. So I need to get like, like an LLC and all of this stuff. So it just kind of eventually turned into a company wow. and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you're uh, cause I was, I was basing everything off the, the Instagram cause I was looking at your website. I didn't see a date. So yeah, 2019, that would be, it's obviously pre COVID. Did you have any uh, like uh, hardships where you're like, Oh my God, there's this pandemic going on. Should I even be worried about uh, starting my own company? I think that actually really propelled it forward because where I was working like in restaurants and at a wine shop and they were closing. So I had more time to really focus on this and people were cooking at home. And one thing about Zatar, this is like a ready-made blend. So it's the perfect thing for, you know, the chef the home chef and also someone that just doesn't cook because you can sprinkle it on like your eggs or you can like really like roast a whole chicken covered in it so Mm -hmm. it was the perfect time bittersweet but yeah Yeah. i uh it's interesting you said december 2019 that was the the inception of uh this podcast was 2019 and for the same reasons uh everything that i was doing um as far as work was getting shut down. So it was like, Oh, let me just, uh, let me lean into the thing that I think I'm going to have some success with. So I find that super cool that we kind of have that similarity. Yeah. Special month. That's it. It's 20 December 19 is going to be in the, the history books when they, <laughs> when they see us for the fortune 500s that we are later. Um, so kind of what I wanted to jump on because going into the backstory, I find it super cool, especially early on. A lot of people, they don't, um, do a lot of collabs. I feel like, um, when I see businesses, they're very like, I don't want to say into themselves, but, uh, I mean, you have your, your business to worry about, but I saw you have the collab with the, with the graph wine shop. And then you did the, uh, the t-shirts with, uh, I'm going to, I swear to God, I'm going to butcher it. Is it Sophie, Sophietti? Yes. Yes. He and I had, so we met, I think it was freshman year of high school and like day three, I realized I was like, you're in all four of my classes and we, we haven't met. And so I just like made him be my best friend. I think I annoyed him. He was such a good artist. And one of our classes was art and he would just kind of pick on like my terrible drawings. Like, what is that? Like, what is that angle? You know, and lean over my shoulder and just kind of like laugh at it. And so we became really good friends and he was like, let's make a shirt. So he actually drew up all of that and like picked the colors and everything and made it happen. He's super talented. So I was really excited to work with him. 
That's awesome. That's awesome that you yeah. you were able to his, collab a little bit on that. His name is Owen Parsons, but his like handle is Sofietti. I'm gonna have to <laughs> I'm gonna have to jump get him stalk him down to see if I can get the story behind that. Yeah, yeah. The um for the general audience, because I had to do some research on my end, um, what what is Zatar? So it's a Middle Eastern spice blend and different countries and they have their own sort of blend or style and like each each home as well so my dad's side of the family is lebanese so our version is super tart uh sumac heavy and zatar is actually an herb a plant and it's sort of like wild thyme so that's one of the main ingredients in my blend and most blends and then I add a couple other spices, um, but the main ingredients are like dried herbs, sumac, and sesame seeds. And then I add salt in mine, so it's ready to use. And it can replace things like lemon and like if you wanted to roast a chicken and you use like herbs and lemon, like you could just use zatar. It's like kind of ready, ready to go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's also like super full of antioxidants, really healthy. And it's sort of just like a table condiment. And my family, we leave it like on the table, sprinkle it on everything. Always pairs well with like olive oil. It's yeah. It sounds like I need to be replacing. <laughs> uh, sounds like I need to be replacing the salt and pepper on my uh, my tabletop here. Yeah. Is there Definitely. a is there a specific dish that uh, it's just everyone who tries it? It's this is the best dish when you put the zatar on it. So. I grew up every morning for breakfast, we would have manish, which is just a flatbread. Mm-hmm. And you mix the tar and olive oil, and then you put it on there and bake it. And we would make our own like labna and hassan, just like put that on top and have it for breakfast every morning. And it, the aroma is insane. It makes the whole house smell good. And that is life changing. <laughs> That's awesome. So it, yeah. it's, it really did start from uh, just like the childhood memories and then building. Obviously, you said you were making it for family. Um, I, I guess what I wanted to kind of get into with the, the inception of uh, Home Spice is what, are, what were the steps that you have to take? Because you mentioned you kind of you talked about the LLC. What are the steps that you have to go through to go from, uh, you know, making this for family and friends to, you know, you guys have it fully packaged. You got it fully logoed. Your website is off the charts. Marketing is off the charts. Like how, what are the steps you have to go through? Cause I imagine a lot of people, they look at that and it's just a huge tower they have to climb. Oh yeah. And as I am still like tackling things every day, <laughs> putting out fires, learning about, Oh, this or that regulation I need to get under control. But it's been, the first thing I was doing is like, okay, I need to get the spices in bulk. So that was step number one. And I just reached out to my chef friends in Charleston. I was like, Hey, can you help me order this for wholesale? I'll pay you back. Cause they would get, they had like the sales tax ID or whatever they mm-hmm. needed. And so after learning that I got the LLC and the sales tax ID and I did all of that in South Carolina. And then COVID hit and I moved back to North Carolina so I had to redo it all in North Carolina and then 
you have to have like North Carolina agriculture come like check out my facility. I worked with Will Woodard at Graphic Edge. He did all of my labels and I had to send like my nutrition stuff into Clemson and NC State, which they were super easy. You just have to like pay for them to yeah. take care of your labels. But it, Sounds like you as had. I'm, as I was say, it sounds like you had a solid group of uh, like mentors around. Yes. It wasn't like uh, you were completely by yourself on an island. I'm just asking everyone. I'm like, okay, what? You know, just reaching out, and that's something I had trouble with. I was like, I don't want to bother them, but people are really friendly, and I've noticed they're willing to help. Like, you know, yeah, it's, it's been great, great, great friends. In the industry, <laughs> I was where I guess another thing uh, that I found interesting is because um, I was building out into you know, the packaging, the marketing, and everything. Um, for me, like I mentioned uh, to you, I, I was what really caught my eye was the the social media page that you guys have, and it's it's to me it's like the perfect. And I don't say this lightly because for me, I see a lot of just trash on social media. I love the. <laughs> I love the uh, the mix of the memes, mixes of the the bright retro colors. Like it's just it just sits down pat. So I don't know who's behind. I'm sure I'm assuming it's you. Whoever's behind the social is. media is on point. <laughs> well, thanks. That is the part that comes easy to me. I was an artist. I took a lot of graphic design classes and was my first love so being able to express myself that way with this company has been so much fun i was gonna say is was there a was there a weird transition period going from uh artist to chef because culinary is it is an art in of itself so what was the transition like going from like graphic design to like you know culinary well i after I graduated from College of Charleston, I worked at an art gallery and I was just getting kind of bored after a couple of months. It's like working with artists who are amazing, but they're kind of all over the place with personalities and I'm just getting kind of frustrated. So I reached out to a friend who was a baker. I was like, hey, I hear you need help. What can I do? This is my schedule. And so I would open the bakery from 530 like at 5.30 in the morning and then like rush out and head to my job at nine. So just kind of like setting up so that she could sleep in. And I fell in love with that. And so I just found myself wanting to pick up more and more shifts on my days off. And then I found this scholarship here in Charleston and it was called the Bad Bitches Scholarship. And so I applied and I got it that they, they were like, you'll go to culinary school, but it has to be in Charleston. So I, I did that quit the art gallery job and just found like cooking to be so similar to painting and creating art, but it's less permanent. Like I have all these canvases with art and I look at them. I'm like, I love that when I made it, but now like three or four years later, I can't, I don't want to look at it anymore. And it's just kind of like they add up, but like with food, you, you cook it, you create a dish, you serve it, you get immediate feedback and, and then it's gone, you know, and you just kind of, I don't know. I just, I, and it seems like a little less selfish. Not that creating art is selfish, but it was just like oh, I, I uh, you just made <laughs> me uh you just made me think of a uh, a quote 
um, forgive me because I'm a huge Marvel nerd. Uh, you made me think of uh, the Vision quote to uh, it was in Age of Ultron. He made he mentioned things are not uh, beautiful. Maybe they're not beautiful because they last. It's because they don't last that makes them beautiful. Yes, that's great. That's I, perfect. I'm 100 percent sure I butchered the quote, but that was the gist. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's yeah. that's interesting because uh, I imagine as an artist, there's uh, you mentioned the there's the different personalities. There's that idea that you know that was my piece of work and I want it to last forever. But go, switching to culinary, it's that you know this is perfect in the moment, and I am completely 100 percent on board with that. Yeah, and I can take a photo of it if it's pretty, well, and you yeah. know, <laughs> but but like that's not that's not the main point. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, I do. I do still paint, but not as much. So <laughs> then, do you? Uh, do you? Uh, does your creative juices still? Does it go full into uh, the culinary now, or do you still? Uh, do you still have like that? I don't want to say angst, but do you have like that need to do something uh, design related? And that's why it flourishes on the the social platform. Ooh, I'm not been cooking in a kitchen professionally in a little over a year now so obviously I cook every day just for me and my family and friends but it's not the same so doing recipe testing with Sitar and kind of that's been a really fun way to be creative because I'm creating new recipes and kind of trying to like show people different ways to use it because it's so versatile I can use it like in sweet dessert foods or breakfast foods or like like I said like roasted chicken with it like something easy like that so it's just been fun to kind of like use that as a creative outlet but also again with the digital art and for social media and stuff I love colors I love playing around with it and yeah for now that's all that's all okay yeah well cool there um one thing I wanted to ask because so i was looking at your your website and it was talking about um the the need and realizing that you needed there was a need for a clean ready to use zatar for uh, uh and it was hard to come by and the first thing again i i'm full of movie quotes i the first thing i thought <laughs> of was uh the you ever see the movie robots i don't think so it was uh it's an old stupid movie it was uh <laughs> it's got like robin williams in it and everything but one of the characters his whole pitch line is that you need if you see a need you need to fill a need um and i thought that was really cool that you literally saw a need like a literal need um for like the clean a clean approach to zatar with the ready to use hence why you have like the pints and the the packets so what was the what's the what was the spice market the zatar market like before you approached it with home spice so growing up, my grandmother would sometimes make her own and sometimes would just buy these, I think it's like Zyod or something. I actually don't know the brand name, but they have one that has no sumac in it. So we would have to buy it and then you'd have to buy the sumac and like mix them together and create the perfect ratio each time. And that particular Zatar main ingredient was cracked wheat, which if you're putting it on like a flatbread, like that's no big deal, but it's still just, it's like 
why you yeah. know <laughs> like and and a lot of my cousins on the Lebanese side actually had some health issues and had to go like like found one found out she was celiac a couple others were just eliminating gluten and so they couldn't eat it unless they made their own and so I was like okay this is a perfect thing to gift them you know to give them back something that was so special to them because like they don't know how to make it so I just realized did more research and found that there was a gap in the market for a good sitar and i noticed that it was getting really popular like middle eastern and israeli and lebanese food has gotten super popular on menus lately and there will be sitar i don't know on avocado toast but it doesn't have any sumac in it which is fine but it's not to me it's just inferior and I would get so excited to see it on a menu and then I would order it and I would be like, what is this representation? So I do think that even some people have, I'm like, have you tried it? And like, I don't really like sitar. And I'm like, well, you haven't had mine. <laughs> so I'm trying yeah. to, you know, just do the spice justice because it's a delicious spice blend. Absolutely. And it's really healthy. It's good for you. I was Go ahead. Craft wheat is the main ingredient. <laughs> it sounds so similar because I think of uh, so I, I for me I am Italian and I think of um, I think of pastels in the general market. Pastels are done completely wrong to how uh, how you're supposed to do them. And I, I'm not a chef. I don't remember the full ingredients, but I can tell the complete difference between a, a store made pastel and the what my grandmother makes and it's completely starkly different and i i completely understand and completely uh am with you when when you go to somewhere and you're like you mentioned it being inferior i was like yes that that is the feeling and it feels like it feels like uh no one has truly experienced what you can experience like what you have you know what i mean yeah so that's that is so cool it's so interesting i always wonder then what other foods or what other uh, things in culture have just been so watered down or not even made correctly <laughs> that that is yeah. just that is just inferior to what it's supposed to be? Yeah, and I've seen like um like a chili mash, like a garlic chili mash, has gotten really popular. Um, that's delicious, but there are there are some bad ones out there as well. And it's just fun how each, I don't know, like different cultures are really, I don't I think that the American palate is definitely expanded. Yes. And it's exciting to see not just like hot dogs, hamburgers, salt and pepper anymore. Until you put some zatar on that hot dog, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's the next pop up. Stay tuned. Me and like Zach's. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Do you, so one thing I wanted to ask um with uh with you doing the cooking and doing all this like what is your what is a day or what does a week look like for you because I imagine your hands are full So I will spend right now I'm making the zatar myself um so I'll spend like I'll try to do like one day a week doing that and then the following day I'll package it all put labels on. So I am working with a co-packer. We're doing recipe testing and hopefully I will be able to outsource that and then properly scale because I really want to get into like 
Lowe's Foods and Whole Foods. And I have some other grocery stores that I want, you know, just to see if they'll carry it. Mm-hmm. But right now I just can't supply that. So if I can get everything taken care of with a co-packer, that's the plan. But right now, like, I'll do like recipe and every Sunday I'll, I have lunch with my, or dinner with my family. So I take like a different Zatar recipe and then my guinea pigs and they give honest feedback because they're familiar with the spice, you know? And if it was a good one, then I'll photograph it and post the recipe. You know, I try to do like one every two weeks or so. It just kind of depends. Um, and other days I, I go to the post office every day and ship orders out, but it's always different. It's always different. A lot more than I realize is on the computer and like emailing and this and that. And that's just not something that I am. I'm good at. I want to like create recipes and art. I don't want to like do taxes and, yeah. <laughs> pricey <laughs> like i'm on like excel way more than i ever thought i would be <laughs> i was gonna say does it get to a point over does it over stress you a little bit when you get to those uh points of the process that it's just like you do not want anything to do with do you ever like walk away from those oh yeah i i will i have friends that are accountants and you know i have like a weekly zoom with one of my friends and he helps, you know, break down, okay, I'm thinking about doing this new product. Like, right now I'm working on a spicy sitar and a honey sitar. And that's just, like, all new labels and all new packaging and containers. And I'm like, okay, well, how much can I afford to buy to <laughs> help break down, like, projected future prices and this and that because i i just know my strength and i know my weaknesses and i can't do that alone absolutely so just so yeah those I, little things they're discouraging but you know you just have to tackle them one at a time do you have anything that um that kind of resets you in a in a positive mindset like do you have like a practice you do um, like some people they'll like, you know, if they're feeling too stressed out with, uh, what they're working on, they'll go work out, they'll go for a walk, meditate. Do you have any of those practices, uh, that you implement when you get to the point where you're just too stressed out? Oh yeah. I try to do yoga a couple of times a week and I've been spending time, a lot of time at my parents and they just have like a lot of property. So I'll like take a walk with the dogs and over, um, the past year I've started meditating. So whenever things are just too overwhelming, I'll, I'll start that. Um, I need to be better about it, but you have to start somewhere. Absolutely. Usually just like removing myself from the situation and doing something that's positive. Absolutely. (laughs) I, it's, I, I do the same thing. It's, uh, it's complete, especially when uh, what you love to do starts taxing you and you don't want to like burn out. So you have to, you have to walk away or do something completely different to reshape your mind back to that positive wavelength. Absolutely. And I love like to have a drink on the weekends, but I want the drink to be like a reward, not like um, a bandaid. Like, so if I have had a bad day, then I would rather do something like work out or that. But if it's like been a great week, I'm like, okay, I'll have a martini tonight. 
you know, something to celebrate. <laughs> that is, uh, I'm totally game. I'm always game for that. It's uh, <laughs> nothing like a good, <laughs> nothing like a good red oak at the end of uh, the end of my week. Oh yeah. So what is what is the future? I know you just you just kind of launched it, but like I always find it super cool when uh, people are at the beginning because I always want to know like what is the future. What do you see in Home Spice? Are you going to have like other spices in there? Are you going to dive deeper into other Lebanese of things that you found uh, mainstream made them inferior? Do you have any other uh, avenues? I mean, I think that one little thing at a time, but the next two things on the horizon are a whipped honey. I'm working on right now with a company called Apis Mercantile in Charleston. So it'll be like a whipped honey. So it's a spreadable honey with a lot of zatar in it. So you can put it on like anything, honestly. That I'm really excited about. Hopefully that'll be ready in a couple of months. And then um, a spicy zatar, just because my family will always throw in like cayenne and red peppers because we love spicy, aggressive flavors. So those are two products that are in the works, but I also really want to, I'm working with um, someone to make a pomegranate molasses because it's one of my favorite things to pair a sitar with. And that one's been a bit difficult just because it's hard to source everything like that in the United States. Yeah. I want to expand the products and as soon as I can scale so that I'm in that is, more retail spaces. And then I want to do bulk so that people can put it, you know, like bakers can use it on their bagels or, you know, whatever, use it in the kitchen and restaurants as well. Absolutely. That was, uh, it's one of those things where I know that is, the, that's the right answer. And I am completely on board with it. And it's like when someone says, uh, Oh, we're just, we're just doing this one step at a time. And then at the back of my head, I'm like, come on, tell me like you're shooting for the Jeff Bezos numbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that is super awesome. I'm, I, it's always, it's super cool when you have someone who's like in that frame of mind that that's that, the slow and steady steps are definitely the highest uh, success rate. Yeah, exciting. So for the general audience, uh, this will be my uh, my uh, last question. Uh, you mentioned, um, you know, getting it into like the Lowe's Foods and um, other uh, large uh, big box stores. Do you, it, is it hard to... Like what are what are the barriers that you have to get into? Like what are the barriers you that are hard to break through there? Is it like you have to have a certain amount of output? Is it you have to have a certain uh, like uh, form? Like how does that work? Um. Well, we'll have to get a few more things taken care of. Like I don't have my UPC code yet, just mm. because I have. I think that which is not it's not difficult to do. I'm just I'm just waiting because I want to do it and just kind of like really expand all at once as opposed to like kind of trinkling. So I'm working with small like mom and pop shops in Charleston and some in North Carolina are just like local businesses, but I really want to wait and get the UPC code and everything taken care of like that when I'm working with a co-packer Absolutely. right around the corner. And then my grandma actually, who taught me to cook, um, she has a salad dressing that's in 
Lowe's Foods and stuff in North Carolina. So, wait a minute. I, oh, wait a minute. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> There's a family of y'all making successful <laughs> stuff. So what the heck? Yeah. So my grandma, I think it was like her 90th birthday. So about three or four years ago, we, my aunt and I surprised her and we, we tricked her into making her salad dressing for a friend. So she made it. So we had the sample and then she wrote the recipe down. So we took that and we went to Bobby's Bottling, which is in North Carolina. And we sat there all day testing her salad dressing, which was very apple cider vinegar heavy. So by the end of the day, I never wanted to try it again. <laughs> but <laughs> we finally got the perfect recipe and we had it bottled. And then like a couple of weeks later, we went and picked it up and had this surprise party for her at Girl 584. And it, and she like, we took her shopping at Lowe's Foods. And so she's in the like produce aisle and then she like turns a corner and then there's a bunch of her dressing and she just started crying. It was super cute. That is um, awesome. So that kind of showed me that it's possible if you have a good recipe and you're passionate about it and people like it. Absolutely. <laughs> when you when you first started off, you were talking about uh, taking your grandmother's recipe. Do you ever watch The Office? Yeah. I was instantly thinking of uh, Ryan taking his grandma or his mother's recipe for salsa, but sticking Phyllis's face on it. <laughs> yeah. <It> was the- <laughs> <laughs> not saying that's what you guys did i was like it was the first thing that came to my mind i was like oh no <laughs> and then using oscar for something else yeah that is so funny <laughs> so that's super cool that you uh you have a it's a generational thing so you uh does how does um how does how does she like your zatar oh she likes it she taught me to cook with it and everything so i owe it all to her my knowledge on lebanese food and she's 94 and she still like makes a huge lebanese feast every sunday for dinner that's awesome it's special yeah shout out to grandma yeah (laughs) well lizzie this has been a an awesome conversation where uh where can people uh, find you online, and then what are the what are the shops where uh, people can uh, find uh, Home Spice? All right, so online, my website is homespicethatar.com, and on Instagram, the Home Spice. My personal is Lizzie Corey, and in North Carolina, Raleigh, there's Edge of Urge, and um, local pops in Durham. And then in, what is it, Boatness and Barrel, they also carry it. And they'll do pop-ups with it sometimes. And then there's also some in Charleston, Graft Wine Shop, Queen Street Grocery, local provisions, uh, or island provisions. And um, I think Caviar and Bananas will be carrying it soon. Um, Probably more, I can't remember. But yeah. Awesome. So guys, (laughs) make sure that you hit up those places. Hit up... uh, her website and those Instagrams. Like I said, Lizzie, thank you again uh, for being on the pod. This was uh, this was an awesome convo. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. This is fun.
Guys, if you enjoyed the podcast, please share with your friends. Subscribe and rate the podcast on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. You can also hit up our Instagram. It's at Cooler Conversations. This podcast is the culmination of cool stories and the coolest people. This is Cooler Conversations. Later.